Welcome to She's a DPM, a platform for women to share their experiences, knowledge, and insights on cultivating a life in and outside the field of podiatric medicine and surgery. Perfect. Well, welcome back, everybody, to She's a Future DPM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Oxman, and today we have Bobby Sternad with us. So welcome to She's a DPM. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, for those who maybe who are new to the future, she's a future DPM. We're hosting uh, current podiatric students. So right now, Bobby is a third year at Des Moines University. Um, before we get into it, why don't you just tell me a little bit, or us, a little bit about yourself? <laughs> yeah, so I grew up um, in Wisconsin. I did undergrad at University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. I had a biology major, chem minor, and then did some Spanish on the side as well. I did take a gap year and worked in a hospital, actually in gastroenterology, doing inpatient and outpatient work. It had nothing to do with podiatry, but I learned so many things about medicine and what it's like to work in the hospital setting. So yeah, really thankful for that experience. And then I applied to podiatry school in the fall of 2019 and then started fall of 20. Okay. And right now you live in, you're in Des Moines University, my alma mater. Uh, Hopefully it's treating you well. (laughs) Yeah, it's been wonderful. It's actually, I don't know. I don't, a lot of people make jokes about Iowa, like having nothing, but I think Des Moines is a really fun city. There's, it feels like there's always something to do and yeah, it's been great. I miss it. Like I was the same way, early twenties, moving to Iowa. I was like, well, I'm giving up my twenties and I'm not going to have any fun in <laughs> school. I'm not going to have any friends. And it was probably some of the best years of my life and where I met my husband and some of my closest friends now. So I love Des Moines. I'm a little biased on this, this, uh, episode. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Um, but it, you mind talking a little bit about your decision on taking it, like choosing to take a gap year. Um, cause I know a lot of people are wondering if they should come right out of college, um, and start medical school or podiatry school. And what were your reasons for doing a gap year? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone overall will say what they did because it worked out for them, but I would really recommend taking some time off. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Just getting that experience of what is life like when I'm not in school. And uh, I mean, I worked my regular hours and then, I mean, I did some call, but otherwise I was just home and it was my time. And it was like, who I am, who am I when I'm not a student? Um, so yeah, I found some hobbies and I had a paycheck, so that was really nice. And I mean, part of my gap year was kind of cut short, I guess, with COVID happening, but in that time, it was really nice just to spend some time with family and friends, make some money, go into school with a savings account and really just take a breather. Uh, yes, I, that whole breather. And you're so right about like kind of getting to know who you are after college. Cause it's such mm-hmm. a strange time. So, so I, I also took a gap year. So, um, I didn't do anything in the medical field though. So good for you. Well, that's you. fine too. <laughs> um, but so when did you first learn about podiatry? Yeah, I was, I learned about podiatry rather late. I would say in undergrad, you know, I was doing the pre-med path, but 
I was just trying to shadow as many different specialties and ask as many questions as I could. So I was shadowing a family med doctor and I was asking him, you know, what other specialties were you considering? And that's when he had told me about podiatry. And so I was, that's, I guess, when I realized that it was its own separate schooling and not just its, you know, own separate specialty. And I was really kind of intrigued by what he was saying about it. And, you know, even in his office, he saw, he sees podiatry things as a family med doctor and was saying that he, you know, enjoyed them. And so, yeah, I did kind of some asking around and found someone to shadow. And ultimately I really enjoyed it and spent quite a bit of time shadowing and yeah, kind of ended up learning about it a little later than I think I would have liked, but from talking with others, that's really not that uncommon. No, and that's something I'm starting, the more I talk to everyone, like, cause I also, I felt like I learned it, uh, learned about it a little later. Um, it was just interesting. Like, uh, yeah, most of us stumble on it mm-hmm. f- further down the line in college. So that's something that we're going to, we all need to, that's something to think about and uh, how, yeah, how we can definitely. improve our, our PR. Um, <laughs> So what, when you did decide to, um, that you were going to, uh, pursue a career in podiatry, like what was your application process? Like, what did you decide to interview a lot of schools, a few, um, we'll just talk about your own personal experience and that. yeah, it feels like a really long time ago, <laughs> even though it was only a couple of years. So I think the application process overall was really smooth um, you know, there's the standard application that you apply to with, you could select which schools. So I actually only sent out a couple applications. Um, and then, so I applied, I believe it opened right away in August and I was actually like committed, accepted to Des Moines by middle of September. So it went really, really quickly. Um, and it just kind of worked out that Des Moines sent me my invitation to interview first. And then I went to the interview and I was like, this just feels like such the right fit. And I knew that if that acceptance came through, that that would be the one that I went to. I also say I probably was a little biased going in because a lot of the physicians that I had shadowed came from DMU. So they had wonderful things to say about it, but I really, really enjoyed my whole interview day. And yeah, I just, it felt like the right fit. And overall, my experience has been really great here. That is awesome. I keep being like, same, same. (laughs) I I had, had, uh, well, if anybody from Des Moines is listening to this, sorry, but like when I first like went there for an interview, I like set it up as my first interview thinking, okay, I'll have a little practice. And I got there and I was like, it was like this feeling. I was like, oh shoot, no, this is where I want to be. I don't want to go to the other school. And so I really put the shine on, but yeah, it was just a good feeling, a good fit Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So now you're a third year. Um, tell me like, what was your day like today? Or like, what's an average day like for you? Sure. So it really, really depends on what rotation that you're in at the point in time. So right now I'm at the VA and it really, today I actually had off. So that was really nice um, because the doctor I was with um, was not in clinic. And then tomorrow I'm scrubbing into one of his surgeries. So that's really exciting. And then yeah, clinic the rest of the week. So ultimately it really depends on 
what your attending schedule is like, but third year feels extremely different than the first two years. The first two years, I know they went quickly, but they felt very long, if that makes any sense. The content just seemed to never end and they were pretty tough. <laughs> For maybe those who are listening that like maybe don't know a lot about how our school like curriculum is like do you want can you give a brief like synopsis of how our first two years are yeah so first year we're pretty exclusively with the do students here and taking a majority of our classes together which is great you know to get the full human anatomy and biochemistry was really tough and then we took so it was set up for my first year to be in a block schedule so we had all of our exams every other monday and it was i mean it was really hard you couldn't pay me enough to do it again but it was just kind of you know you made the schedule and you just put your head down and got your work done of i have a test every other monday or five tests every other monday however you needed to look at it and then second year is when we took our systems courses. So in the fall, we no longer had the block schedule, which was a tough transition for myself and kind of a few other classmates that I've talked with. Also, it was either like you really enjoyed it or you didn't like it at all. Um, so instead of having the tests every other Monday, it was one or two exams a week for the whole semester. So that was just kind of having to modify that study style a little bit and maybe did a little bit more cramming than I would have liked to admit. But yeah, so the fall was pharmacology in our systems courses. And then in the spring, it's heavy loaded, all of your podiatry, lower limb. And that semester, I really pushed myself as hard as I could, but it was wonderful because it finally felt like everything was coming together. Yeah, yeah. You kind of just said, I like just got flashbacks of like, <laughs> Of that trick, because same, like we had tests, we had tests like twice a week, and just I was picturing myself in the cafeteria, like just panic studying. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> trying to just look at the slides over and over. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what, so you're now further into your third year, and then mm -hmm. compared to like when you first learned about podiatry, like how has your opinion of our career like has it changed at all oh yeah so 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 much I kind of can't even believe that I came in knowing as little as I did um if that makes any sense but I would actually say a lot of of how my opinion has changed is from your podcast hearing how you can focus your practice and from the different guests that have been on there and listening of, okay, I work in this type of setting compared to this type of setting and how you can really alter to what you want to do. So yeah, thank you to you and to everyone else that has been on the show, because from a student perspective, it's really wonderful to hear and listen to, because even though it is one specialty, there's so many areas to focus on. Well, thanks to all our other guests too. That was an <laughs> honest answer, but that's great. Um, for those, do you have any advice for pre-med students who may be interested in pursuing a career in podiatry? Yeah, so a couple different layers to this. I would say, first of all, just anything in medicine is really hard. Um, and so knowing that it's going to be the marathon, 
um, really preparing yourself to have quite a few failures along the way and knowing how to bounce back from those, really having a good support system as well, because some days it's like, what am I doing this for? And having people to kind of ground you is really, really important. And also not the easiest thing, but still taking care of yourself, making exercise a priority, making eating well a priority are things that I have not always been the best at, but really try to prioritize because it makes me a better student and just overall not so burnt out and living in survival mode. Yes. So if you don't mind, let's dive into that a little bit because it is such an important aspect while we're in school, well, just in medicine in general. Um, How do you, and I know this is probably harder some weeks than others, but like, Mm -hmm. how do you kind of, do you schedule that personal time or like self-care time or what does some of it is I have a dog and she needs to go on a walk. And so that's my time where I'll listen to a podcast or an audiobook. And, you know, sometimes I was listening to a lecture or whatever I had to do, but that was time away and that I was getting exercise. Otherwise, I also pay for a very expensive cycling membership <laughs> that is probably ridiculous, but it forces me to do it because I'm paying for it. And when I'm there, my phone is off. And that's just, again, my time to connect and or disconnect rather, and just take a break from everything else. Yeah. Which is so needed. That is so needed. So it's totally <laughs> worth, totally worth it. Yeah, it it is worth it. And because I know I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't find the time otherwise, especially throughout the first two years when it was just, oh my gosh, what am I have to, like you take a test and I need to start studying for this other test days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So where's your favorite place to eat in Des Moines? Like what's your favorite restaurant or bar? Oh my goodness. I would say go-to is probably the brewery called Exile. Oh yeah. yeah. So delicious. And always just a really good atmosphere. I loved it when the summertime when they would have live music and yeah. Loved going to exile. Yes. Okay. Wait, I also have to add Simon's. (laughs) Simon's. Yeah. See, I need to come back and visit Des Moines. I have to. It's this total like hole in the wall. Like you wouldn't think it was this nice restaurant at all, but it was actually recommended um, to my husband by one of his coworkers and they, yeah, it's, it's delicious. And like the owner just, he cares so much. Like he comes to your table multiple times to make sure everything is good. So yeah, really recommend Simon's. What's their like food style? I would say more like Italian and then they have a few different steaks as well. But the best part is every meal you get a piece of red velvet cake at the end. Yeah. Sign me up. Okay. You're sold. (laughs) That's what sold me. That's a good sell. We always loved in the summer riding because there's so many bike trails that you don't mm-hmm. really realize that you can like bike everywhere. So we loved riding our bikes to all the different microbreweries. Good times. Yeah. There's so, I did not realize that of so many outdoor bike trails and it's, it's cool. It is really cool. I was pleasantly shocked by Iowa and 
really have fond memories, but all right, I'll stop going down my own memory. <laughs> but where was your favorite place to eat in Des Moines? Well, there was a couple, uh, one of them. Oh, oh my gosh. My friend's going to make fun of me that I couldn't remember, but it was like this kind of American Max checks kind of place. I had like the best guacamole mm-hmm. ever. And it closed during our like second or third year, but then the continental in East village. Mm, I will have to write that one down. I've never heard of it. I think it may have closed too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's horrible, but they had like the best, like black and chicken sandwich and french fries with sriracha ketchup and a oh it was so good so, yeah <laughs> I remember like yesterday but anyways okay so what is something outside of school that you're currently learning or doing I know you mentioned cycling but yeah so exercise is always something that's important to me I try to keep up with but otherwise I would say I'm always trying to find new recipes I love to cook and bake um her Instagram her well her real name is Tegan Gerard but her Instagram is called Half Baked Harvest and she has awesome cookbooks and she posts stories I think my whole Pinterest is just her. <laughs> and yeah, whenever there's something going on, I will usually make one of her recipes and they're amazing. That's a good stress reliever too. Or yeah. Sorry. And then, it's here. Great, then I can just share with others. <laughs> that um, my friend would do that. And I'd be like the taster. Cause I don't think, <laughs> oh, good. T- that's awesome. And then what is a tip you wish you could tell your younger self about pursuing a career in podiatry? Oh, definitely a couple. Um, I would say the first one is that there's no right way to do this path and like just having more self-confidence and not comparing my story to what others, I mean, imposter syndrome is so real. Like I'm pretty sure even before you asked me to be, or when you asked me to be on this podcast, I was like, no, (laughs) because just being like, oh, you know, I'm a fraud and everything that goes with imposter syndrome, but really realizing like, nope, I'm here for a reason. I can share my experiences. And yeah. Um, also with just like, I remember in undergrad feeling really competitive because everyone would share like, oh, my dad, so-and-so does this. And I got to shadow this and this procedure. And I am the first in my family to pursue anything in healthcare or medicine. So at times I definitely felt inadequate or like way in over my head because I didn't know what I was doing. And so not hearing those things and feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. And so really just reminding yourself that as long as that you can get uncomfortable and work hard, like this is a space for you. And there's no, yeah, like cookie cutter path or trail that you need to pursue a career in medicine. No, absolutely true. No, if you, it's your passion and like, you're willing to, you know, go through all this hard work and you still want to pursue it. You're right. Like there is no cookie cutter path. And that Mm -hmm. was very well said. And I'm sure we'll help somebody listening. I hope so. Another one is I found this quote on Instagram probably. (laughs) So I find most motivational things most days, but it said you're so in your head that you can't even enjoy where you are. Um, and that just really kind of made me pause and think about, because I read it at a point 
in the last couple months where it was so busy, you know, we took boards and then had to wait to get the results. And then there was course selection and externships. And so just really realizing of like pause and celebrate any accomplishment that you have, whether it's super small or, you know, a big thing like passing boards. And, you know, me five years ago would have been like, wait, you're doing what? <laughs> and so, yeah, really just celebrating and being mindful that everything matters, even if it seems like, oh, you know, I just studied for this test or that you just can put in the work to accomplish it is so, so incredible and something to be proud of. Yes. I really like that quote. I haven't heard that. So now I'm going to write it down and put it in my little inspirational notebook. So it's a good one. <laughs> it's very good. Well, I just want to thank you for being on and sharing your, like you do have a wonderful voice and unique experiences. So I appreciate you taking the time to share them with everybody and kind of give an insight into being a student in Des Moines. Um, yeah, it's definitely a great place to be. I'm always willing to answer any questions if anyone wants to reach out and has questions about my experience or yeah, Des Moines as a city. It's don't sell it short. No, it's, it's just, it's sneaky. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> if anybody does want to reach out to you, where would, where could they reach out to you at? Yeah. So definitely on Instagram. Um, that's where I get my recipes and my quotes, <laughs> but okay. I am just Bobby Sternad on Instagram and then email is fine as well. And that's just my first name and last name at Gmail. Okay, perfect. I will um, put the that in the show notes. And once again, thank you so much for being a guest and good luck with everything. And I know you're going to accomplish a lot and excited thank to see you. where you go. Thank you. So great to be here. Email me at droxman at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes below. And let me know if there's a topic or if you know a kick-ass lady who should be interviewed. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions on the podcast. And remember, stay uncomfortable. That's where we grow.